Welcome to Stacking M's, the podcast where we talk about marketing, money, and mindset because stacking millions won't happen without a consistent focus on those things. My name is Tara Payton. I'm a marketing expert and coaching consultant who spent 14 years working with major corporations and Fortune 500 companies, helping them with their marketing to make them millions. So this podcast is a place for me to help product-based and consumer business owners like you learn how to optimize your marketing to make more, learn how to leverage your money, and how to invest to grow your business. Also, we're talking about how to make sure your mindset is always elevating so you can actually enjoy this ride. Turn up the volume, prepare to take some notes, and get ready to really stack those M's. Welcome back to the next episode of the Stacking M's podcast. I'm Tara Payton, marketing consultant and business coach. And I am joined here by Alexis Roberts, my girlfriend. We are going to be talking about elevating your brand through product photography, right? So they, you know, before we even started, they were just having a conversation about cameras. And I was just (laughs) like, yo, I don't know nothing about this. My head was down here in my (laughs) iPad. So I'm going to kick it over to you, right? First, tell us who you are, how you got into product photography. Yeah. So my name is Alexis Roberts. Like you said, um, I own and operate a full creative service studio called Trail Vision Studio, um, where we help brands basically tell their brand story through visuals um, with product photography, stop motion, animation, and graphic design. So I'm a woman with many talents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, I like to combine all of those things that and all of my experiences um, with marketing into helping people create those visuals that really tell their brand story, mm-hmm. provide the clarity for their cu- customers, um, and just all in general confidence, mm-hmm. you know, behind their brand. So. so you mean to tell me I can't just get my product, take a picture, and put it on my website? You're talking about strategy. You're mm-hmm. talking about, you know, branding with that. Talk yeah. to me a little bit more about why those things are important when it comes to product photography. Yeah, so... I'm going to be honest, if wherever you are in your business, if you got to sit down with a picture with your camera and take a picture of your product and put it on a website that works, it works, Mm -hmm. right? Like do what works for your business right then and there. But if you're ready to elevate, if you're ready to get to that point where you really want that confidence in your brand, it's usually when people actually come to me Mm -hmm. um, is when they realize that they're no longer at a point um, that what they're doing now doesn't work for them anymore, right? Mm. Like, it's not reaching the audience that they want. Maybe they increase their prices. Mm. Um, maybe they have taken a new brand design, mm-hmm. you know, and it just doesn't work anymore, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so product photography would allow them to elevate their brand one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, to get to a place where they want to, you know, get to better goals revenue-wise. And it's a better return on investment too, right? Mm. So, I mean, it's important, I believe, for product photography to invest in it because it's an investment. Mm -hmm. I want to make that clear. Mm -hmm. It is an investment Mm -hmm. um, because it's not something that, you know, of course, like anybody can take pictures, right? Right. Which is cool. Everybody can take pictures. But having the strategy behind it of who you are, who you're talking to, mm-hmm. um, why, you know, what colors would go with that, what, you know, what kind of positioning would go with that, thinking about all the things of props and things of that nature. I take the strategy of 
where your content is and where you're trying to go mm-hmm. and who you're trying to talk to, you know? So it's, I mean, it's combined, it's a combination of all of those things that kind of help you and, um, elevate your brand to where you want to be. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned return on investment, mm-hmm. right? And as it pertains to investing in product photography, I don't think people um, associate getting a return on investment Mm. by investing into product photography. Mm -hmm. So they may think, okay, I'll invest in marketing, right? Or Mm -hmm. I'll run these ads. Mm -hmm. I can expect or I I want to expect a return on this investment Mm -hmm. because nothing is really guaranteed. Mm -hmm. But when you think about the product photography standpoint, what types of return on investments are we talking about? Yeah, so what we're talking about is, okay, so for instance, um, you hire a product photographer like myself um, to basically take photos for a specific reason, right? Mm -hmm. Um, It doesn't necessarily have to be general, like, you know, as far as for my website, for Instagram or whatever. Let's keep it, let's stay, you know, you hire me to basically start new ads because you got a new design, right? Mm -hmm. There's a new product launch. Let's say that. Mm -hmm. There's a product launch that you have. And you want to launch it the best way you know how because you put all this money into designing the label, design, putting the, the right ingredients or mm-hmm. whatever it is. So with that, you're investing in someone to take that, all of those things that you've combined already, that you've already invested in, mm-hmm. and basically put that in a visual that's, that's compelling to whoever you're trying to reach, right? Mm-hmm. Because, I mean... You could take a picture yourself, right? Mm-hmm. But um, is it going to reach the audience that you want to? Or like instead, hire a professional to, that's that investment, right? Mm-hmm. Like hiring that professional to take that picture for you, to find all those elements that make your brand stand out, that mm-hmm. make your brand capture who they want to capture to or who they want to talk to. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, I feel like that's where it is, right? As far as your return on investment, because um, once you put it out there in that ad space, once you already put those investments into the design, the launch, the ingredients, whatever it is your product is, that visual, you put it everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. We're, digital space is mm-hmm. big. Mm-hmm. Like literally anywhere, that, that picture can go anywhere. We're talking more than social media platforms. We're talking even to, you know, different um, third party platforms and things mm-hmm. of that nature. So, um once that person sees that picture mm-hmm. and they feel compelled to know who you are, what is this? That return on investment is almost triple because now you have uh, multiple people, multiple eyes on these images, mm-hmm. multiple, um, and it's working for you continuously. It's not that it happens one time. Got it. Right? So mm-hmm. it's not just one person, one time, one. No, we're talking millions of people looking at this from any and everywhere. Mm-hmm. So I see that as opportunity for that person to click buy, mm-hmm. you know, like, or to look more into you mm-hmm. to see what exactly your brand provides or what it is, or do they relate to this product? Could, could they see this product in their lifestyle? Mm-hmm. How do I do that with this image so that I can capture more people and more people to buy this product? All right, a few questions popped up in my head. First mm-hmm. question is, lifestyle or still product shots so there's there you could get caught up in a lot of the terminology of mm-hmm. what pro, there's different photography you know concepts you photography. And i was about to say yeah. Uh, yeah so still life is i would say an umbrella right so mm-hmm. like still life is 
this mic here, right? Mm -hmm. We're talking a plant here. We're talking the table or whatever. That's all still life, right? Mm -hmm. So under that umbrella, there's different types of photography. Product photography is usually just products that you would use in your, you know, daily life. So, I mean, anything can really can be considered as a product. Mm -hmm. That's why product and still life are sort of the same. Mm -hmm. um, so that's why I say don't get too caught up in terminologies. But as okay. far as, like, how you approach for the photography could be different by photographer, right? Mm. So more for me, I'm more of like conceptual, um, finding different things that will make the product stand out or how it would relate to the product, right? So mm. for instance, this plant here, right? Um, would I put different greens behind it? Would I have it floating in the air because it represents some type of element of relaxation or elevation or something? Mm. Um, if it was a succulent, you know, how do I see the long, you know, how do I represent that longevity in different things, you know? how do do I put a little smoke behind it it's all of these things right mm. that's concept concept um you can also go into I mean there's multiple mm -hmm. so if I were to like to list all of no, them this is getting deep, <laughs> like I it's getting even... really deep right. but like right. there's also brand photography right mm -hmm. um where it's just more about the brand and and its colors and what it does and who it is if it's fun if it's playful all of those things, it goes uh, very, very deep. <laughs> so you said still photography, product photography, brand photo brand photography. Yeah, there's yeah. also conceptual photography, lifestyle, mm -hmm. and lifestyle could be us sitting right here with this mm -hmm. plant in front of us and someone's trying to sell that plant. Right. Lifestyle. So that's like the product placement mm -hmm. type of photography. Basically. Okay, got it. I didn't, I never, I never knew it. I know it from a marketing standpoint, but I never understood it or... I guess, put language to it from a photography, photography standpoint, of yeah. course, because it's not my area of expertise. I ain't trying to learn no. it, but you just schooled me today. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Um, what's the lifespan of product shots? Oof. Long. I mean, okay. so I guess I'll break this down because I know this, this is like, it gets um, a little confusing sometimes, right? Because images are a lifetime. They last forever, right? Mm -hmm. Um so ultimately the person that took the photo is the owner of the photo right mm. and what photographers do is license out like those images to uh clients so they're able to use those photos mm -hmm. so these images think of it as when we're talking about return on investment these images last forever and ever and over there's no way to i mean you could delete them right that's yeah. about the only thing but mm -hmm. with people like myself there's a backup to my backup <laughs> so okay. you got the server but, somewhere else right. right so imagine one image being used being done one time and you're able to use it over and over and over and over again because it still represents your brand mm -hmm. so in most cases most photographers will license out their images maybe two years a year mm -hmm. because sometimes brands do change mm -hmm. you know so they're like oh this image doesn't you know, go with what I want right now. I'm changing over. People change their brand every two years or so. Mm -hmm. You know, people change their mind. Mm -hmm. So it, there's a longevity to it. There okay. is. There okay. is. So what happens at, say, the two-year mark and a brand is not ready to rebrand or they're not even interested in it, would you continue to license it to them? Oh, yeah. Photography? Okay. Yeah. So they could actually license that photo for a longer period of time, which I've had people do that, mm -hmm. um, where they're like, hey, this photo still works for me, works for my brand. I mm -hmm. want to go ahead and pay for the license to use it over. Mm -hmm. um, definitely look up copywriting because that's, <laughs> that's a big thing when it comes to um, photography and learning about how copyright works. Mm -hmm. And 
what it, how it works is basically that person who took the photo, like I said, you know, owns the image and that's how they license out to, you know, businesses. So I always say, you know, at least a year or two mm -hmm. to get at least that amount in a year because you never know um, if you're not ready to rebrand. You, these images are working for you. You've mm -hmm. made money off of it. Why not? You know, don't fix what don't is not right. broken. Right? right. So definitely with that. Um, is a good thing to do at least one or two years to own those or to license those image out. So with the shift that we've recently experienced with the pandemic, has there been um, like more of a need for professional photography online? And do you feel like more people are reaching out to you now mm -hmm. versus pre-pandemic to get product photography shot? Okay, yeah, so... I would say that, so I transitioned into product photography just a year ago, okay. right? And since I did, I had gotten more business than I did when I was just doing like portrait photography. You or were doing portraits, what else? I was doing, doing portraits, brand, which is like just doing personal brand photography, mm -hmm. graduations, birthday mm -hmm. shoots, all of those things um, that photographers usually do. Uh, I stopped doing events a long time ago, weddings mm -hmm. a long time ago, but all the things to make money, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I wasn't sure what I really wanted to do with photography. I was kind of in this space where I know how to do a lot of things. Mm -hmm. I just don't know what exactly to put it into or niche it down to. Mm -hmm. So as soon as I realized there was sort of a need and, you know, when we had the whole pandemic, right, um, we were all on our phones. Mm -hmm. You know, we're just on online all the time and I found myself buying things more things even oh, during was the, the stuff I in the was cart. listening Girl, my phone was somewhere else I, went, I, <laughs> I was putting things in the car I was like why am I you know doing this I'm mm -hmm. not sure but I realized that it was the images or the brand the visuals and things like that um, and then I realized I wanted to explore more things than just what I was doing, mm -hmm. right? Um, I found more creativity in the product photography realm. Like, I found that I could do more. I was more of a creative director. Um, mm -hmm. And I always saw myself as a creative director, mm -hmm. um, especially in school. I really, that was where I wanted to go. That was my mm -hmm. passion. And I, the way that I was able to do that is through product photography. Mm -hmm. And so once that passion grew and I started to build my portfolio, personal projects, just doing things for fun, mm -hmm. you know, and that was the most thing. It was fun. Yeah. It was fun. Mm -hmm. And I, one thing I want to do is continue to do things that is fun to me. Yeah. So once I realized that was where I wanted to, you know, focus in on the like as far as leads started to come in mm -hmm. it just like overflow of it I'm like mm -hmm. okay like all right mm -hmm. this is where I need to be you mm -hmm. know there was a need so you got very specific on who you wanted to exactly. serve exactly right? you exactly. got really clear on who your target customer was yes and then the floodgates just opened. oh yeah for sure okay. And mostly it was women-owned businesses, mm -hmm. uh, black women-owned businesses who were starting up in the pandemic. Mm -hmm. A lot of people, I don't know what happened, but everybody wanted to be. I feel like be... a lot of people went full-time oh, yeah. or like oh, yeah. went hard during the For pandemic. Sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And it was needed that they need, they, it was the digital visuals that they needed. Mm -hmm. They needed to have these things um, so they could sell. Mm -hmm. You know, they didn't realize it before. And I think it's a, a new thing, right? Like, I feel like. Um, 
realizing what people are good at and being niched in like, mm-hmm. oh, people actually do this? Like, mm-hmm. this is something people do? People do product photography and that's it? Right. Okay. And then, you know, I've seen a lot of other women too who were photographers started to branch into that and started to niche down and things mm-hmm. of that nature because become more of an expert when you mm-hmm. niche down, you mm-hmm. know? Um, people take you more seriously when you niche down. They're like, oh, I, I want to go to this person right. because this person this knows. Specific, they yes. focus on product photography. Yes. Like, that's their thing. They do it day in, day out. Yep. You eat, sleep, breathe, right? That's yep. the thing. And there's nothing wrong with that, too. Absolutely. There's yeah. absolutely nothing wrong with sticking to one thing. Because you can, if you want to, you can always change later if you want to. True. If it doesn't work. True. But it's always good to be very specific in what you do. Mm-hmm. Because then you can provide to those specific people. You know, people mm-hmm. are looking for you. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's how I saw that. And it grew from there, mm-hmm. Le- like legit grew from there. And I was able to build a business, go full time mm-hmm. um, and be able to just showcase more of my talents, you know, mm-hmm. through product photography. So, yeah. So what are some things that people need to have prepared before they come to a product photographer? Yeah. Um, so definitely make sure you know what your brand is. Mm-hmm who they talk to, mm-hmm. making sure that you solidify the product that you're selling. Because a mm-hmm. lot of people come to me, oh, I have this new uh, body lotion, but I ain't sure on the ingredients yet, but it'll launch next February. Mm-hmm. I can't do anything with that, right. you know? So um, I always say make sure that your products are together. Make sure that whatever labels or whatever it comes in, whatever it is, that's solidified. Mm-hmm. Uh, making sure that you have the budget and the marketing. Like, you have to have a marketing budget. Mm-hmm. Because there's there's no now, way. do you say product photography fits within the marketing budget? Oh, for sure. Or should it be its own budget? Oh, for sure. It can fit within a market. And I say that because it, it's a whole thing, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm not your content strategist i'm mm-hmm. not your your social media manager i'm not you know those are all things that i say come in a marketing budget right mm-hmm. to market your product you definitely want to have a budget for it mm-hmm. now that's a, like as far as a, a part of the marketing budget is what i mean like it, as far as what it mm-hmm. is a part of that marketing budget you want to make sure you have some money set aside especially if you at um because most i mean you could find product photographers for a lower end rate but Mm -hmm. if you want some really quality and someone that's been there for a couple years someone that's you know had their um a very specialty and expertise in this Mm -hmm. I definitely recommend you know save making sure that you have the money to save for it or the money to invest into it Mm -hmm. um because it could get pricey you know Mm -hmm. um it's a lot of images you have to prepare for and things that you have to do so um, when it comes to product photography, it's it's not cheap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. not cheap, but definitely when your brand is there, mm-hmm. you know, definitely be able to do that. Um, but I would also say just make sure that you know who you're talking to, who your audience is, because it's not the photographer's job to figure out who your audience is, Correct. who your you know who your what your brand is, what it's about, what mm-hmm. colors you should do, or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know your brand. You got to tell mm-hmm. me, you know, mm-hmm. so getting that kind of stuff is what questions I ask to kind of get to the nitty gritty of things. But mm-hmm. definitely making sure you have budget, your brand together, your products are together. Um, but yeah, I would say that. What's the weirdest thing you've ever taken a picture of? <laughs> the weirdest thing. I would say it was weird, but it was interesting. Okay. Uh, a vibrator. 
Okay. Yeah, it was interesting. Was it like one of those incognito <laughs> vibrators, it's, or was it like a blatant "I'm a vibrator"? It's vibrator? a. It's like one of those small travel size okay. vibrators. Okay. Um. So it was like it was very small. So like when you kind of like put in your bag, mm-hmm. you're like, mm, if I have time, kind of mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Not if I have time. <laughs> if I have time. You, you have know? time. That's why you got it in your bag. Okay. You gonna make time. Basically. <laughs> okay. But that's. I mean, that was the most interesting. I won't say it was mm-hmm. weird. It was just interesting because. I'm like, how do I make this hmm, appealing? How do I make this like people want right. to buy this? You, okay, tell me, tell me what. Okay, creative direct. Like, yeah. what was the how? What was the outcome? It was good. Like, I tell mean, me what was in I made a image. reel about it and it went viral. So I of mean, course, yeah, sex sells. <laughs> yeah, like, literally. Yeah. Okay. But what was in the picture? You're going to have to send me this. I need to see So, <laughs> in the picture. So, at first, I was trying to make it look like a, almost like a, a nighttime sensual thing. Mm-hmm. But nothing too, like, vulgar. You know, it's like, okay. vibrator sometimes is sometimes vulgar. Or when you think of sex, it's always vulgar mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. So, you want more sensual. Um, the brand was more of, like, for the independent woman who just wants to please themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, on their own time kind of thing. Hey, real quick, it's Tara. I want to interrupt this episode to help you with something I hear from my community far too often. I get constant emails, DMs, and messages from e-commerce and product-based founders that are struggling with how to properly market their brands online for growth. Because thus far, they've posted online, they've told their friends and family, but they're not having any luck. So I decided to do something about it, and I put together a free gift for you. It's called the Profitable Marketing Playbook. Inside the playbook, you're going to learn what it takes for your brand to win online, the action steps that you need to take to create marketing campaigns that are going to get you paid. You'll even get access to the same framework that we use with my clients in order to consistently grow their visibility and sales. The playbook also includes a checklist because I know some of y'all love your checklist. And inside this checklist, it's going to show you what to spend most of your time focused on. And it will cover the metrics that you need to monitor for each of your campaigns so you know if you're getting a good return. I know that you're tired of struggling with sales and you're ready to grow your brand so you can finally experience double digit growth. So right now, I want you to go to www.profitablemarketingplaybook.com or scroll down to the show notes now to grab your free copy today. And so I was like, okay, well, how do I go about that? How do I see do it in a way where it's not too much, where it's like, hmm, I know mm-hmm. it's a vibrator, but this is actually kind of nice, you know, mm-hmm. more elegance to it. So I used like this fabric. It was like a pink. So the actual vibrator was like a light lavender kind of top mm-hmm. and it was a white bottom, whatever. Um, and then it was, I used like a pink fabric to kind of like represent like a vulva a little bit. So I kind of mm-hmm. like made it kind of go around almost like rose-like okay. kind of vulva-like. So I kind of like just moved it around kind of like in between it mm-hmm. so that it kind of resembled. Got it. You know what I'm saying? So, okay. <laughs> I, I get it. I hope y'all got it. Right. I was like, no, you know, try to do that. And then, you know, added some little shimmer of pink, mm-hmm. you know, little light source coming down to make it look like nighttime a little mm-hmm. bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. It was. It interesting. sounds like it was a vibe. I it mean, was that's why vibe. it went viral, right? <laughs> yeah, it was a vibe though. And the way that I did it, you would have been like, well, "How did she get that right through that. that?" Right. I yeah. love that. 
All right, what is the um, one thing that you did not like to photograph? Hmm, that's a good question. Something I don't like to photograph. Um, I think stationary things like mm. books or like planners. Like, it's, it wasn't like I don't like it. Mm. It was just, I think it was more challenging to make it compelling. Got it. Without it having like a lifestyle behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was pretty the most like uninteresting kind of like a ordinary Mm -hmm. but it wasn't like a dislike it was just more of like okay (laughs) like Mm -hmm. this is just kind of like yeah okay it wasn't really there wasn't really much to be creative about there you go did the brand not give you that direction to be creative I would say both it was it was more of like I just need something to just you know here like I don't Mm -hmm. need nothing too creative I couldn't like you know, dig into my creative bag and mm-hmm. was like, yes, I'm going to make it like float a, a and I want to da da Yeah. You know, something no. behind <laughs> it with the lighting. Okay. It was kind of just like, this is what we need. This mm-hmm. is who we are. Boom. I'm like, all right, cool. But the, if that works for that person, mm-hmm. then so be it. You mm-hmm. know, everything goes based off of their branding. Like I said, you mm-hmm. you listen to who they are, who they're talking to, what they want. Um, and who knows it better than you, the person, right. you know, right. selling the thing. So. So what are the top three things that people should be looking for when they are planning to hire a product photographer? Let's yeah. say for the first time, or let's say like they've been burnt by a product photographer because mm. their cousin Pookie took the pictures yeah. and he put the little marbles next to mm-hmm. the product with the fuzzy blanket behind it, right? Yeah. So <laughs> what are the three things that they should be looking for in a product photographer? Yeah, so I actually covered this too. Um one, I would say, look at their portfolio. Make sure mm. that you're going on their website and make sure they have a website. Um, the, and make sure they're not asking you to pay them with Zelle and Venmo or Cash, and cash App. App. Okay. No, yep. no hate. No hate. If you we ain't are, trying to stop nobody coinage. You know but what? Listen. Hustle. Hustle if you got to hustle. I'm saying. But um, I would, if you're trying to hire a professional, I'm just saying, the ones that I come across, they mm-hmm. all have the same things. And usually that's a portfolio or a website to mm-hmm. showcase their work, mm-hmm. to really show what they can do, what products they've worked with. Um, even if they haven't worked with your specific product, you can kind of see what their eye is like, mm-hmm. you know, um, just see what they can kind of accomplish, you mm-hmm. know. Um, so I, I would definitely make sure that you agree with what they can do with their portfolio. Mm-hmm. Um, second, see if you are, they're actually good people, you know, like check out their vibe, you know, making mm-hmm. sure that that person is someone you want to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, I know with Instagram, um, I show a lot of my personality mm-hmm. and a lot of the people that I've gotten as far as leads are like, you just look like somebody I would really want to work with. Mm-hmm. Like you just and look. she is. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> no, but that's, that's me trying to let people know that, hey, this is who I am. Right. This is what I do. And I really love this. This is how I do things. Mm-hmm. Um, take a look at their process. You know, mm-hmm. I show a little bit of my behind the scenes, um, showing how I create things. Maybe in my stories, I'll take people on a journey mm-hmm. of how do I go through my creative direction. Look at those things. Like, that's mm-hmm. important. Like, you want to see how they come about these things. Um, if they have some type of personality and that's what you look for, then so mm-hmm. be it. Um, and I would definitely look at how... Um, 
I would definitely look and see if they're within your budget, right? Like mm-hmm. making sure if you do it, if they have a discovery call, making sure it's within what your means are. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just making sure that they want, you know, as far as portfolio, they can do what they have, what you know, what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, two, if there's someone that you can actually relate with. Um, and then three, just making sure that, you know, they're within what you can actually, you know, afford. What's a range? What's a price range for product photography? It... If I would say a little bit more on the professional side, if I would say if you're not dealing with Pookie and them kind of thing, um, (laughs) because, you know, there's Fiverr, there's all these other sources, you know, Um, but I would definitely say in the four figure range, Mm -hmm. I would definitely say that I don't want to like there's everybody's on different you know, spectrums and everything, but expect at least four figures to more. Mm -hmm. Um, And we're looking at. As far as for where I am, is twenty five hundred to start off. Okay. As far as my pricing, that's the baseline. Yeah, that's the baseline for me. Mm-hmm. So going forward, like it can only go up from there. Mm-hmm. So, um, and if you're watching this a few years from now, it's probably five thousand. That part. Just, I mean, yep. Mm-hmm. Calling into existence. Absolutely. Yes, manifest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but no. Seriously, like as far as where that starts, I would definitely look into the four figure range, mm-hmm. um, and expect that mm-hmm. if anything. Now, I want to kind of talk about something a little different, but it's along the lines of what you do, right? You're taking the product photography um, or the photos of people's products. I want to hear from you. What do you think about this whole NFT craze Mm. and how can brands kind of incorporate that or start to think about incorporating that into Mm -hmm. their business? Uh, That's actually interesting that you asked that because my partner and I are actually trying to get into the NFT space. Mm. with uh, the shout illustrations, out to yes, shout out to Hank. <laughs> <laughs> He's actually an illustrator, and he has these characters called Fuzzies, and mm. they're so cute. I love mm-hmm. them so much. Um, and so we're actually learning a little bit more about what NFT is, how we go about it, because it's such a like unfamiliar space, mm-hmm. but it's so cool and interesting because a lot of it is about branding. Yes. A lot of it is about branding. Mm-hmm. And it's also what you connect to, mm-hmm. who what the audience connect to. You see all these stars and everything now are getting on board with it. Um, I think it's really important to try to collaborate with people at this time, you know, when it comes mm. to NFTs, what is, how did your product involve with, you know, a star or whoever, um, or maybe an influencer, you don't have to be a celebrity, but mm-hmm. an influencer or whoever, um, using that to your capability when it comes to this. Um, now, as far as like from a product photography stance with NFT, I haven't explored it. Okay. I won't say that I explored of how that works. I would say that's more on the actual creative side, like the actual product photographer mm-hmm. um, or the person that's creating the art. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that as far as NFT st- space, I think it values more of that. But you can learn a lot from it when it comes yeah. to the branding side. Mm-hmm. Like people have to really connect with that artists or that music or it because right now it's like big on music and art Mm -hmm. um i think when people feel more connected to these things that's when they want to invest a little bit more into it right Mm -hmm. so then you go into the nft space of buying these things that feel more connected to it Mm -hmm. so that's as much as i can talk about it but as far as for like product-based brands and things like that. I mean, you see Nike about to jump into it, right? Like, Mm -hmm. Nike's about to, I think, own some real estate in the metaverse, you know, that type of stuff. I'm not versed in the metaverse at all. My husband (laughs) is, is, so we got to sit and have a conversation. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because it's like, 
because I yeah. we probably need to talk to him because yeah. it, it is definitely a whole nother uh, space, a whole nother thing that we have to get used to. So mm-hmm. you know, but uh, which. I'm not a, I'm not against it. Mm-hmm. I'm not against it especially if the artist can make money off of it mm-hmm. because for a long time people looked down on artists and basically thought that maybe artists are supposed to be starving mm-hmm. or they're not supposed to make money out, you know, they're not supposed to be, you know, making a certain type of money like as far as for product photography, a lot of people um feel as though it's not something that you would spend money on or invest in or mm-hmm. anything like that. Um, so it is good. I think it's, I think the world is turning on to like how artists are so important to us. Mm-hmm. And shout out to Idol, one of my mentees and good friends, John Violat. This is a shameless plug for okay. him. I didn't even know we was going here. <laughs> but he actually launched a brand that focuses on helping independent artists get mm-hmm. their art out through NFTs. Really? So it's idol, I-D-Y-L-L dot com, I believe. Y'all check him out, (laughs) sign up for the NFT. He is well versed in that space. He tried to break it down to me too and Uh I was like, you want this marketing strategy or right? Because I, I was like, I was like, oh, it's all I like, can give you, bro. It's all I But that is so important. Like artists are very, very important mm-hmm. to the culture, and it is. they often yeah. get the short end of the stick. And they that's his whole do. thing about why he wow. launched Idol and stuff. Oh like yeah, I'm gonna that. have to check him so, out. So yeah, I'm gonna plug you on that. Yeah, please. Yeah. All right. So, what's your biggest lesson in entrepreneurship thus far? <sighs> Learning how to accept rejection. And learning how to say no. Mm. Talk um, a bit more about that. Both um, yeah. So I would say with rejection, um, I say as far as what happened to me, and this is recently, this is crazy that happened to me, but um, recently someone told me that be- because of where I do my my art mm-hmm. or that because she he or she did not feel, I don't want to say she, but <laughs> he or she did not feel though I was at a certain place or did not look like or compare to other, you know, product photographers that my price was invalid mm-hmm. and that my price didn't make sense, right? Mm-hmm. So it was a sort of a rejection, right? Like, and it hit home. And mm-hmm. I was like, wow, like, <laughs> I thought I was good, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I my work is good. I, that's how I feel about it. You know, I don't know what you're talking about. But then I went in my corner and I was like... Why would she say that? You know, (laughs) like, but Mm -hmm. I think it was a realization for me that this is all not peaches and cream. This is not like ice cream and sprinkles. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that this is the part of entrepreneurship that nobody talks about that Mm -hmm. you deal with, you Mm -hmm. know. And I thought because seeing other people, you know, just be flourishing and, you know, have all these things and these clients and all kinds of stuff. I'm like, they probably never deal with this, but mm-hmm. they do. Mm-hmm. They might not show it, but they right. do. Right. And I had to learn how that felt and deal with it. And um, also not take things personal mm-hmm. because it's not about you. It's mm-hmm. about the business. And most times people are projecting. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was one thing that I, it was a big lesson for me. And I was like, okay, I'm not used to being rejected. I'm mm-hmm. not used to people saying this type of things to me, but you kind of have to grow through that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then saying no uh, a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> saying no a lot. Uh, when people ask you, like, I know you do product photography, but um, can you do my graduation pictures? Um, can you do my wedding? Oh, I need somebody right. for da-da-da-da. No. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. I can't do that for you. And then also if people are like, hey, well, can you do it for just, you know, $250? My bills ain't even $250. 
<laughs> no, <Right. laughs> I can't do that no. for you. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing is, is like that saying the word no was very hard for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think because I wasn't used to it. I wasn't used to saying I was always a people pleaser. I'm like, yeah, I could do this for you. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No problem. I got you, you know, mm-hmm. and also being a hustler. I'm like side gigs. I'm trying to get money. Right, you know right. what I'm saying? Especially, you know, seven years back, I definitely was doing that a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, OK, I could do this for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. No problem. 200. No problem. Mm-hmm. You know, I was doing that to make ends meet, which is OK. But when I got to be specific in what I want to do, who I want to serve and what I want to do and things like that nature and what I want for my life, my lifestyle, no became so much easier. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I had to learn that it's okay to say no. What helped you learn that? I think when I, when I took a yes, when I said yes to something and it overwhelmed me, I wasn't, I couldn't be creative. I was, my mind wasn't there. I got frustrated so much. I was like, it was always like, I guess I was analyzing how I was feeling um, during that time that I like said yes to something that I really didn't want to. Mm-hmm. I really, I analyzed what, how I felt and I was like, I don't like feeling like this. Mm-hmm. I don't like feeling like I'm overwhelmed, stressed out, frustrated. This is not what I want to do. I'm just doing it for the money. Da, 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 da. I didn't feel like, I don't want to be like that. Mm-hmm. So I think once I said that first no to someone, I was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. we made progress mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um granted it doesn't feel that way because you're like i'm turning down money or right. i'm turning down the opportunity but when things don't flow or you're feeling some type of way or it's not gonna be what you think it is it's okay like it's okay to say no right. if you feel like it's just not gonna work for you right because right. i mean even though it's business business is business and personal is personal mm-hmm. but sometimes they can intertwine as an entrepreneur sometimes right. you know and so you have to know where you are and what you can deal with and what when it's time to really just say no mm-hmm. yeah all right so i feel like this is a good time for this question so i ask all my guests mm-hmm. to rate on a scale of one to ten marketing money and mindset so where are you on your marketing your Mm -hmm. money and your mindset okay okay so first marketing marketing for my my like my personal business Mm -hmm. i would say where i am rating wise because i've been taking a break off of social media a little bit um as far as that i would say i'm at like a seven okay is this scale to one to ten yeah okay i would Mm -hmm. say a seven i think i could do a little bit more Okay. What about your money? Money, because I have some retainers. Uh. <laughs> um, <laughs> they're taking care of the bills. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say I'm in a good place, but I could I could definitely also do better. Mm-hmm. So I would say maybe like a six. Okay. I'll put it like right behind. Yeah. And then what about your mindset? Mindset is getting better. Mm-hmm. I definitely feel like because of all the things of the rejections and no's and all kind of stuff, I learned a lot from this year mm-hmm. and last year mm-hmm. as far as conducting business and how to do things. Um, I would say my mindset, yeah, that's a good question. Because I feel like it's in between that six and seven range. I feel like I'm still growing and I still mm-hmm. have a lot to learn, which I am always like, I'm always really big on like, you know, uh, looking at my mistakes and being like, okay, I learned this, I learned that. Okay, I made a mistake here. 
Um, okay, what can I do next time? So you're you know? very self-aware. Oh, for sure. Okay. Oh, yeah, I know when I'm wrong for some mm-hmm. reason. But then I know when I'm really right. Mm-hmm. The Virgo thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but Virgo? Oh, yes. That's why we get along. One of my best friends is Virgo. I think we talked about this. We did. Okay, Yes, sorry. we did. All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, like, that's a thing. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if it's... I don't know if it's a Virgo thing, but I think it is, is knowing my imperfections and no mm-hmm. one can count it. Like no one can point them out more than I can kind of thing, mm-hmm. except for Hank. Um, <laughs> he's about the only person. But yeah. other than that, like um, I'm, I'm very aware of mm-hmm. what I, what I have done wrong or, and I can be okay with that. Hey, I need to learn from this and it's mm-hmm. okay that I'm still learning. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I feel like a wise man knows nothing. Mm-hmm. Like they will continue to learn and learn as they go. So mm-hmm. I would feel like my mindset is between that six and seven range. Cause I feel like I'm still, I don't, I'm not an exact 10, mm-hmm. but I feel like I I'm pushing my way there. So you like a six and a half? Mm, yeah. I'll say six and a half, 6.5. Okay. Okay. I'll say, but you know, again, but I feel like a seven too. So give me a number. Okay. I'm, I'm going to go with a solid seven. Oh. I'm going to go with a solid, a solid seven. seven. I want to say seven is probably my number for, I feel good about saying seven for all of them, to be honest. Now that I'm thinking about it. Okay, so what do you need to get your marketing from a seven to a nine or a ten? I would definitely say how, as far as marketing wise, I would say finding the right people. Because mm. I, I keep running into like people that I'm like, this doesn't work. <laughs> who are you looking for? Are you looking for strategists, content managers? Like, who are so you looking for? So now that I'm in a different space of like, okay, I can't serve these people, um, who I'm looking for are more like agencies to okay. hire out like talent okay. or mm-hmm. um, if they're looking for smaller, you know, a, a creative studios to handle certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, I would definitely say that. Uh, I would definitely say uh, bigger as far as brands, but not necessarily like in a way that it's worldwide known, but mm-hmm. they're enough to where maybe they have a shelf in Target, mm-hmm. you know, um, or maybe uh, they are a growing brand and uh, they're probably have a lot of followers, have a lot of growth and things of that nature. So I would definitely say a bigger brand in that case. Um, and usually they're always woman owned brands, Mm -hmm. which I'm okay with. Mm -hmm. I I feel like being a woman myself, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I can relate, you know, being feminine and things of that nature. Um, so I definitely would say attracting more of those bigger brands, Mm -hmm. agencies, um, anyone that's recruiting talent for certain projects and things of that nature, Mm -hmm. I would definitely want to be on their radar, Mm -hmm. which I'm learning it's more on the LinkedIn space. Girl, LinkedIn is about (laughs) to get this work. Okay. okay? (laughs) We talked about that. Did you really? Okay. Yeah. LinkedIn is about to get this work. It's not to say that Instagram isn't there, but like... I don't know what it is. I think it's just there's too many people on Instagram that everybody, you know, you get almost everybody and you want, like, specifics. Mm -hmm. So I think maybe hyping up that LinkedIn, Mm -hmm. you know, strategy or something in that realm, I think I would need to work on that, which I have been in the talks of trying to figure out how. So you're really looking into diversifying the channels that you're yes. marketing on. Yes, okay. definitely. Got it. And my website doing a lot more too. Mm-hmm. Um, granted, I do pretty good as far as getting like people to browse and going to the actual links and things of that nature. Um, so working on my SEO, making mm-hmm. sure, which I just, I think 
got Google My Business. I think uh, I just got certified for that or something. Okay, like girl. it just. I don't even know what so you're talking about. It's like somebody... a. Well, you, well, you know how you Google your business. <laughs> no, I know. And I know, like, I know. okay, I was going to say. It, it, like, I just had that, you know, set up. So I was like, oh, good. Okay, I'm mm. on there. People can see me, mm. things like that. So um, I think it's just finding ways to kind of like when people search me or looking for certain things that I mm. pop up. Mm-hmm. So finding how to do that, you know, and working my way through that. Um, doing things like this, like right. podcasts, mm-hmm. uh, collaborating with people. I think mm-hmm. that's more of my where I want to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and also just being able to share my, you know, my knowledge of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I think that could I could do a little bit more, and that's why I say I feel like that's seven fits because right, I feel so like I'm doing enough, but not en- not enough. But you're transitioning a little bit, so you gotta yeah transition the strategy exactly. So what about the money? What's gonna get you from a seven to a nine or a ten? I would say finding those people because, and also uh, putting myself on more retainers. Mm. Um, retainers is where it's at. Mm. Um, <laughs> it's just more of finding um, longevity in that money, like as far as not just like a one-time thing, mm. but more of like, okay, how can we make this a partnership? How can we collaborate so that I can continue to do this work for you? Got it. So that I can partner, which I consider myself a creative partner mm-hmm. versus just somebody you hire just to kind of like whatever I keep up with people I'm mm-hmm. like hey how's business going what are we doing what's the new launch what's the new brand you know what we're mm-hmm. doing um so I like to make myself that creative partner for people so that they're looking for somebody or they want somebody on their team to kind of be like hey I can help you know I can go grab Alexis real quick mm-hmm. hey we got a new product can you take pictures for us no problem let's go mm-hmm. let's get it you know right. that type of thing so I think what I need is a little bit more of uh, those people so that I can create that that money to be a little bit longer mm-hmm. as far as in that case. Right now, it's only a few, and I just need mm-hmm. a little bit more so I can right. feel good. <laughs> right. And then what about the mindset? What will get you to a 9 or a 10? Well, I'm currently in therapy. Good. Since we talked. We did. Yeah. We did. That was a couple weeks ago. Okay, I'm proud I was of like, you. you know what? Let me let me get myself together. Um I, after Actually, after our talk, it inspired me. And I was like, mm. okay, I've been saying this. And I also have been, me and my mom have talked about it. Me and Hank, my partner, have talked about it. And I was like, I keep talking about it, but I ain't doing it. Mm-hmm. You know? So I was like, let me get my mindset together. And, and, and granted that it's a mindset we're talking about business. But also, I feel like personal. Personal, yeah. You got to be okay. You got to be good. Mm-hmm. So I did start therapy. And it's been good. It's been good. working for me. So you and found a therapist. Oh yeah. Okay. It was good. the first try, that's not which I was like, the case, right? The first try. Not. So I'm happy for you to hear that. Yes. It's good. usually not. And okay. I, I, I love her. We've been, we've been chatting it up. We've been mm-hmm. good. Um. So that, and I would also say reading, just reading a lot more books around business and being comfortable with where I am, mm-hmm. um, and my growing stages. You know. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's that's where I'm at right now as far mm-hmm. as that mindset. Okay. Yeah. All right. I love this for you. Yeah. Well, listen, <laughs> thank you so much, Alexis, for joining us. I hope you all enjoyed it. I hope you all caught the gems as well. And if so. you are <laughs> ready or considering working with a product photographer, Alexis is the only recommendation. Television Studio. <laughs> where, where can the people find you? Yes. So, TrailVisionStudio.com and also at TrailVisionStudio on Instagram. I think I'm on Facebook, and when it comes to LinkedIn, it's Alexis Roberts. Um, so yeah, that's where I am right now. Trail Vision Studio. Make sure you go check me out. Awesome. Thank you, and, we'll and thank see you, you, Tara. On. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> thank you for inviting me. Thank you for <laughs> so thank you, y'all, and we will see y'all on the next episode.